of last night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch. Well, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> Carol Baskin's on Cameo. Denny's is open for business. Mary Kay Letourneau has left, has left uh, Earth. And uh, sports, NBA players are reaching out to hoes in different area codes down in the Orlando NBA bubble. Welcome to the About Last Night podcast. Coming to you live from the Better Box Studios. Uh, we want to shout out uh, Gino Gage and the uh, Speedweed team uh, for uh, for housing us. And uh, during a time when, um, let's be honest, nobody knows <laughs> what the fuck is going on. I did mention, uh, courtesy of Gage, that uh, Denny's is rocking and rolling. And that's something I never thought I'd say. But I think to rise above the... Uh, the idea that COVID's going to kill us all and go, fuck that, dude. We will find a way to deliver moons over Miami to the people who want to eat them. And I got to love Denny's for that. I've been going to Denny's since, fuck, probably, I want to say the first time I went was probably at like seven or eight. Mind blown, too. Everything is bigger when you're a kid. Toys R Us. I remember going to Toys R Us with my nieces about, what, five years ago before they uh, shut down, and uh, and it was so small. It was like two aisles and a fucking a rack of gum, and I was like, this place felt like, and it, you know, like uh, Narnia. It was just so epic and overwhelming, and I was like, there's bikes and giant fucking, uh, you know, hula hoops and fireworks and there's, I don't think that guy should be selling them in the store, but they're allowing them because it's so big and they know they can't keep tabs on everyone who's here. And the, you know, you'd see the commercials for the toys, uh, Toys R Us, um, shopping sprees. That might've been, there's a few things I wanted as a kid. Sure. My parents get back together. Yeah. Thanks for bringing it up. Not going to happen. Well, my stepmom did just pass. So there's an opening there, I guess, if my mom wanted to jump back in the ring, but She's happily married to my stepdad. Shout out to George. Um, but I wanted to be on Double Dare. Okay? I wanted to be uh, the Ice Cream Man. I wanted to be a Ninja Turtle. I wanted to go to Disneyland. Every time I saw a plane, it would dri- drive over me, fly over me. I would go, take me to Disneyland. Which I think is like a poor kid move. To scream at a plane and think you're so... But also just a, a happy, naive kid that just wants to travel and... And uh, it would have been great, though, if at some point a plane did just, like, circle back around and fucking land in our cul-de-sac and be like, I'm sorry, did did you say something, fat, fatty? And you're like, I have a name. Well, from down here, we could see you. So <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's it's fatty. Um, But I wanted to, to go to Disneyland, uh, those other things that I said, and uh, get a Toys R Us shopping spree. The commercials were unreal. I think the kids got 60 seconds. I don't know if that's something we can check or even pull up if that's possible. The One of these shopping sprees, they would always do commercials for them because then it would, you know, basically pressure you as a child to get your parents to help you sign up. I think you had to go in store to sign up for it uh, to at least be considered because then they get you in the store and then they get you your little... Your little fingers all over the toys, and you just can't leave the store unless you got something, which is, you know, that's how they get you. It's too much shit to pick from. It's like the Cheesecake Factory of toy stores. But uh, that shopping spree looked, I think you got it 60 seconds, and you got to push a cart. For sure they put weights on the carts, too, because these kids looked like they were struggling to get through the aisles. Like, ah, it was like 30 seconds in, they were like... I got a Frisbee and a fucking jacket. You're like, are you at Ross or Toys R Us, Ethan? And, uh, man, I wanted that so bad. Somebody could have said to me, what do you want more, to go to college or you can do 60 seconds in Toys R Us and get as many uh, PlayStation games and 
gummy bears as, as, as your little heart desires. I would have chosen the latter. Because fucking toys, kids just... I don't think it's as important to kids now. My nieces and nephews are all about the iPad and nephew's obsessed with Fortnite. He should be obsessed with learning, just learning in general. This is a tough time for any parent that's trying to keep their kids locked into a <laughs> mindset of like, hey, keep adding information and soaking up, you know, soak up the sun, shell, crow style, but also make sure that you don't forget math. This dum-dum, my nephew, he's six, and heart of gold, sweetheart, Look, does he bite his friends at school? Yes. Did I try to tell him not to? For sure. Did I do it in a way where I said, hey, what do we chew? And he goes, my food. I go, what do we not chew? He goes, my friends. I go, fucking try to hold on to that way of thinking for at least 20 to 30 years until you meet some freak on Craigslist who's like, bite me, bitch. And then you're like, oh, my uncle Adam said not to unless this situation presented itself. But we were playing heads up, the kid version, where you have the phone, right? on your head like this, and it's got a picture of an animal, right? It's the kid version. And uh, and you try to get, uh, <laughs> you know, get your uh, family member to guess the animal by doing things like making the noise of the animal. Start off, it was a cricket. One of my nieces goes, cricket, cricket, cricket. And I'm like, that's fucking not <laughs> what a cricket does. A cricket doesn't just say what it is for its noise, you know? Like if a horse was like, horse. Um. So she goes, cricket, cricket, cricket. And then he pauses. Again, he's kind of a dum-dum. Dudes, I think, just are dum-dums. <clears throat> you know, it's why we still draw penises on guys' faces at parties when they fall asleep because we're just feeble-minded. That doesn't ever go away. But I think on a whole, girls, uh, children, the girls are smarter than the guys because my nieces just are, from the get-go, their imaginations, too, even with, like, their Barbies and, like, remember one day they were holding their Barbies up and one of them was like, would you please marry me? And she was like, with Ken, she goes, no, I'm not ready. Quit pressuring me. And I was like, Jesus Christ. They're, you know, they were just acting out these very <clears throat> lifelike scenarios. But with uh, my nephew, he's holding the uh, the heads up like this. And, uh, and it was a rooster, right? Oh, first of all, with Cricket, she goes, Cricket, Cricket, Cricket. And he pauses and goes, uh, Cricket? Yeah, man. What gave you that fucking idea? So then it's rooster. And I go, cock-a-doodle-doo, which is what a rooster does. The um, rooster, cock-a-doodle-doo, my nephew, with all the confidence in the world, right? I say, cock-a-doodle-doo. My other nieces go, just an additional rooster noise, right, without the uh, verbiage. Pretty clear what it is. With all the confidence in the world, he hears cock-a-doodle-doo and goes, wolf. <laughs> wolf and I was just like he's not going to college may not even graduate high school <laughs> but he's a talented athlete so as long as you got that going that's why I was less concerned in that moment for his safety well-being what have you it's not like he's ever going to be at a ATM late night and somebody's gonna be like hey man give me all your fucking cash Please, no. All right, all right. Tell me what a tell me what a rooster sounds like. I said rooster, not wolf. Like you just gotta pray that the uh, the guy holding you up is also a fucking dum dum. Um. <laughs> but yeah, so so Denny's is rocking and rolling, and as well they should be. You know, Denny's has been again. I've been there since I was a kid. I used to go there after uh, plays in high school, right? The cast would go. I don't know why, because it was open late, I think. So it was like, ooh, we can go to Denny's late night. And Also, Denny's has, always has this vibe of like, you know, adults. Were, there's always weird shit going on. So it felt cool. It felt like an after-hours bar, but there was no alcohol. you get like, everyone would get fries and ice cream sundaes, but... Seven out of ten times going, you were going to see somebody getting jerked off in the booth ten feet away from you at like 11 p.m., you know? So that was, there was that, that Denny's, the, you know, you're like, that's not on the menu, is it? That type of shit. A lot of shit that's not on the menu that is happening 24-7. The service at Denny's, you can't beat it, you know? Because I don't know, you just also buy into this Denny's mentality of like, Hash browns are going to take 
90 seconds. Eggs are going to take 45. Uh, pancakes, 60. Uh, you know, a Reuben, two and a half minutes. Everything is quick as fuck. You're like, can I get some eggs? He's like, sure. I had a plate all ready to go in my back pocket. Want some pants? Some some pants eggs? And you're like, yeah, fuck it. Put them put them in the microwave at least for me. It's my birthday. People would fake their birthdays a lot at Denny's. They always did some bullshit. I don't even think they sang. I think they just brought a little piece of pie <clears throat> for sure that had been sitting out for a week. <clears throat> put a little bullshit candle in it. And then uh, just dropped it off and was just like, fucking, it's, I, I, we know it's not your birthday, but we have <laughs> said many a times on many commercials and many of brochures that if it's your birthday, we're going to take the experience up a notch, which nobody cares. Nobody's ever going to Denny's being like, I wish it was, I wish it was, I wish there was, the lighting was better. I wish the food came out quicker. Denny's is just, they nailed it. Everyone knows what you get. I did see a commercial once. <laughs> this I used to do a bit about this. My first, probably two months of stand up. It was a, uh, it was a commercial. It said a Denny's gift certificate makes the perfect gift for any occasion. I was like, in the joke, I would go, really? Any occasion? What if Grandma needs a liver transplant? You walk in with a with a fucking coupon. This is what I would do in the act out. It would get the same reaction. By the way, absolute silence. <clears throat> I thought it was genius too, and I go. Really, any occasion? Coming with a coupon. Grandma rolls over. Did you? Did they find me? Hello, son. Did Did they find me a liver? No, Grandma. But we did find you half off on moons over my hammy. What? No. Does that come with a liver? It was. It was bad. But I did it a lot because I was like, it's just I got to get more reps on the joke. That's why it's not killing. <laughs> I wish I still had that fearlessness because now it's like the joke, you know, you get to a point where you go, I should know what's funny. And I'm trying this because I think it's funny. You know, and so it, if it doesn't get any laugh the first time, I kind of just toss it because I'm like, really, you couldn't make that funny. The You know, you just get to a point where you're like, you know, you trust yourself. You got your point of view. Pretty much, you know, I'm almost 15 years in, so it's like I, I know how to get out of something if it doesn't get a laugh, but but how to, f- uh, you know, f- um, structure that joke and where the beats and, and the timing. Because even if I get one laugh on, I'm like, okay, cool. Now it's just about massaging the timing and, um, and, and you know, f- flushing it out more, uh, stretching it out more, peeling back all the layers to the bit. You know, that's one thing Ed McMahon told me once. When I, which makes me sound like a, you know, Ed McMahon once told me, well, I was having, we were playing hopscotch. It was, I don't know, six o'clock. Old people love to tell the time of the story. It's one thing I've noticed about my stepdad. He's like, so we're, so, okay, so it was West Point graduation. Uh, it's about 2.30 in the afternoon. I was like, fucking, why does that matter at all for the story? <clears throat> it's like when people used to be passively racist. Now they're just straight up racist, but remember a buddy in college was trying to tell me a story and he would like, he always would specify the race of the person, white, black, Asian, Philip. I mean, just, you know, uh, as if it was pertinent to the story, he'd be like, dude. So my friend, Mike, <laughs> he, he, uh, his motherfucker. So we go to this park, right? We're, we, he was coming to pick me up and, and we stopped by this park. And cause I saw a fucking, a big, a big group of pigeons out. Right. And they're all just like chilling, like hardcore. And uh, Mike goes, dude, I should fucking pull over. I'm going to bust up on those pigeons and fucking, they're going to go and fucking run into the fucking sky. And uh, and so Mike, I pull over and Mike gets out and, and Mike's black. And he runs up on the pigeons and they fucking freak out and they fly away. It's crazy. I was like, what does him being black have to do with anything? Were, the, were these racist pigeons? Is that what you're trying to uh, communicate? That they were just like, black eye, black eye. Or, or is Mike, are you trying to say that black guys hate pigeons? What are you trying? It was tough to dissect that one. It's pretty much the last time I saw that dude. But, you know, thank God for Facebook so I can reconnect and scroll through and pretty much uh, see 
that's the beauty of Facebook and the profiles and the pics. Reconnect with old friends, get into political debates. Doing a lot of IG blocking right now. Just a lot of fucking, I'm just, call me the fucking David Robinson of Instagram right now. It's just block city. But yeah, I've been getting hit up by a lot of people that want to open with, I love your comedy, dude. But hey, fucking enough's enough, dude. Fucking just keep the funny coming, dude. I don't need to hear about your political fucking ideals or your uh, religious ideologies or whatever the fuck. You know, you seem like a Jew. That's chill. But fucking don't be pushing your fucking Black Lives Matter shit on me, dude. All right? Just bring the funny and fucking leave that fucking other shit to the fucking other people. I posted this video yesterday of this uh, kid who uh, was in his car, and the cop reached in and, and tried to open the door to his car, did. And the kid's just sitting there, so his kid starts filming. There's three to four cops around. Uh, he'd gotten pulled over for expired tags and an expired license. And uh, they sm- thought they smelt weed, too. So immediately, by the way, it's almost like in any case where a girl's accusing someone of rape. I side with the victim because that's just what you do. It's give, you give benefit of the doubt and you go, yeah, more often than not. And you, kinda, you, 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 know, you size it up. You look at, we all do this. You kind of look at the person. You know, you look at the dude. You read the facts. You, you just, but, you know, more often than not, I think we all just go, yeah, I mean, I'm going to. You know, listen to the, per- the the victim and and side with them right out of the gate, and especially in this current climate with the way black people are being treated and the uh, insane amount of footage that there is to back that up, um, I, I don't see how people want to uh, justify this cop's behavior, which, as the video. Uh, goes along the kid starts videotaping holding his hand up being like i'm not resisting just showing you guys i'm this guy's threatening i'm being threatened and then this cop is like son fucking get out of the car and he's like i'm being threatened i don't have to get out of the, you don't have to get out of the car for expired tags <clears throat> and uh you know you can't search his car without a warrant you can't fucking you know opening the car from the inside again virginia where this takes place <clears throat> there are racists there there are racists everywhere these cops you can tell right out of the gate there's four of them Three to four for th- for an expired tag p- pulling over for that. Already I would be scared, obviously, which is why this kid probably started filming because he's like, I'm very uh, aware of what is happening. And four cops for this is fucking cr- not necessary. So I'm going to start filming in case I need to document yet another example of how unfairly black people are being treated. So he starts filming and this guy reaches in, undoes the thing, and then just goes... Son, get out, son, fucking whatever. He's like, you can film this, you can film the whole damn thing. Fucking, I'm a, I'm a fucking, you're looking at a real fucking specimen, he says. He goes, I'm going to fuck, look at me. And then he, uh, he goes, the kid's like, I'm just, I'm not doing anything. I'm fuck, I'm not resisting. I'm just showing you guys. I'm chilling. And he goes, son, I'm going to give you a fucking count of three. And all of a sudden just goes from zero to 60. The roids kick in and he fucking right in his finger, right in his face. And just like, it was crazy, dude. And you're like, you are a cop. You are, and and then he just goes, I'm going to give you that count of three. One, and the guy, kid's just still sitting there like, I'm not fucking doing anything. I'm not resisting. I'm like, I don't have to get, I'm not getting out of the car. Like, why? What are you doing? What are you, you know? And uh, and he goes, one, two, three. And then looks down the barrel of the camera and goes, watch the show. And then fucking puts this kid in a WWF or E. I don't know. WWF, WWE, I don't know. I don't know wrestling, so I don't know which one would be the better chokehold that this was emulating, but fucking aggressive and unnecessary in the chokehold, pulls the kid out of the car and just, I think, said something like, you know, and even like, I'm going to whoop your ass. But, but when he was giving him the countdown, he was like, I'm going to whoop your ass. Everyone's going to see. Just threatening the fuck out of him, dude. After everything that's going down and people... I mean, I was getting texts from a few buddies being like, I don't know, you had so many right-wing fans. I'm like, well, unfortunately, ignorant racists are uh, also fans of comedy. There's probably some KKK members that are like, dude, do you see Seinfeld's new special? I mean, I'd fucking kill him if I saw him in uh, broad daylight because he's a Jew, but he's super funny. So <laughs> there is uh, there is h- hatred that's um, being perpetuated and and supported 
online, like the comment section was insane. And I was like, I can't believe the amount of people that are just like, that's what you get. Got to comply, man. You don't do what you're told. That's what you get. You, that cop was doing his job. That kid was egging him on. People kept saying, if you don't, he was being obnoxious. The kid was being obnoxious. And then people were like, well, I want to see what happened before. And I should, probably should have included, you know, sometimes it's, I don't ever like to stir the pot and just post half a video. I saw King Badge had posted this. I reposted what he had. And I was like, you know, I don't think he's trying to paint a negative picture. And he's, you know, put it up. And his, and even his caption just said, watch the show in quotes. Like, quite, like, like, what? Like, that's insane. And that to me is case in point. A cop that looked down the barrel of the camera and goes, watch the show, should not have a badge. <laughs> what do you, there's good cops and there's bad cops. I know a lot of good cops. I know a lot of good cops. And I know a few kids from my high school that are bad cops that are that fall in line with this type of guy that are just like, you know, were bullied, have <clears throat> rage from childhood or home or or their own insecurities. Ego is such a fucking, uh, can get you in so much trouble in any profession. I've had uh, a lot of my own personal cases in, in stand-up or just the entertainment business where I've had to, had to check my ego uh, if I wanted to continue to proceed in a certain work environment or work with certain people that I go, man, is it worth it for me to squash this cool project because I don't like the way this person is handling anything? So I check my ego and I go, it's not it's not worth it to me. And then there's been times where I have let it get in the way and I, I fuck stuff up. And you hopefully learn from that. But there's no room for air with a cop and a civilian when if they're being annoying or obnoxious, as people were saying, and not complying and just getting out of the car. Everyone's like, just get out of the car. A good buddy of mine, he got into it back and forth. And he goes, I'm not saying what the cop did was right. I'm not condoning that. That was wrong. But, dude, like, the kid could have helped him. Like, and I'm like, well, no, no, I'm going to stop you there. You're now condoning what the cop did because you're saying, and this is what a lot of people that I think are, not going to end up on the right side of history want to do is say that the victim, there was some trying to find something that the victim could have done to make so that the cop didn't lose his cool. Like the kid could have just complied, get up and get out of the car, man. Like you said, Hey, that's happened. George Floyd. That's happened. A, a numerous amount of, I could, and I told him, and I go, dude, I'm going to find you videos I've seen in the last month that are mind-blowing. There's a woman outside of a, a bank, and she's outside of the car, and, and the cop was putting her in cuffs. She's like, I don't know what I did. She's like, He's like, stop resisting. She's not resisting. He's like, stop stop resisting. She's like, I'm not resisting. You're hurting my, can you beat, what am I What am I doing? What are you doing? What are you doing this for? You know, stop, don't talk back. Don't talk back. They love to do that. Don't talk back. I'm not talking back. Don't say another fucking word. Ow, you hurt. You're hurting me. So that was another word, obviously. Fucking to the ground, smacks her head on the concrete. And people want to take the side of the cop and go, if you don't comply, that's what you get. This kid should have gotten out. No, man, because he also knows, which is why he started filming when there were three to four cops around, that this is not fucking, I'm scared now. Can you be sensitive to what is happening and not just go, George Floyd was a few months ago. It's better now. We marched. There's, we, they painted it on the street. It's fine. It's fixed now. This cop, hey, the cops understood. We've seen some cops get on TV and apologize, get on Instagram, and again, those are the good guys that are taking accountability and being like, dude, that is shit, that shit is fucked up. That is not how I do my job. I've talked to cops. I got pulled over, or I actually ran out of gas on the way to Arizona about a month ago and talked to these two cops in Blythe, which Blythe, by the way, fucking do not plan any summer vacays to that city in the near future. Although it might be COVID-free, but Blythe, has the vibe of a place where you're like, it feels like a lot of MILFs sell Coke to teenagers here. Does that make sense? Does that paint the picture for you? So I'm stopped in the middle of Blythe and uh, called, there's a, a phone there, and I called the, um, not AAA, but the Blythe Towing Company. And the cops had come up behind me at one point, and I thought it was a towing company. And uh, so I get out of the car because it's pitch black dark. It's like 11 p.m. I'm fucking kind of terrified. It's 120 degrees out. I'm thinking there's rattlesnakes that are just going to. I don't want to sit in the car, but it's dead. So I can't have the AC on because I ran out of gas. But I don't want to sit outside in the heat because I'm like, I'll either get hit by a truck that doesn't see me or uh, some fucking creature from the the Blythe Desert is going to come out or some fucking methed out milf who's just like, have you seen Nathan? He owes me 60, 60 bucks. 
So uh, I get out of the car because I think it's a Blythe Towing Company. And I go, fellas. And he goes, get back to the car, son. I go, you guys aren't the Blythe Towing Company. And he goes, fuck no. I go, all right. And I get back in the car. And they come around the side. And uh, I was just about to spark up a J, by the way, which I'm glad I didn't because that's illegal there. Um, but anyway, we started talking. Talked for about an hour. They chilled for a little bit. I talked to him about Blythe. I t- once I told him I was a comic, which I do right out of the gate most times, because, A, it's gotten me out of tickets. Uh, I've told jokes. I told a joke once that almost got me a ticket. It was like, uh, oh, God, wait, what was this joke? Let me remember it. Oh, uh, Sarah Palin has a, um, uh, at the time when she was running for uh, with John McCain, had a, I think she has a Down syndrome baby. And, uh, and I go, uh, I see the baby on a thing, and I go, I go, God, I go, Sarah Palin's got a baby with Down syndrome. And I go, uh, I see it on TV, and she's holding it during one of the campaign speeches. And I go, oh, my God, can you believe that? My buddy's like, yeah, it's crazy. I go, it is. I go, that is the fucking ugliest Down syndrome baby I've ever seen. That was the joke I did. No laughs from the cops. One of them just goes, my wife's sister has a Down syndrome baby. And I go, you don't say. So she'd probably think it was funny. Is what I said to a cop. I doubled down on the Down syndrome baby joke. And uh, I don't know how I didn't go to jail for that. Honestly, his face was not favorable. So uh, so these cops are chill. We're talking about it. And they were very much on the side of like the, the kneeling on the neck thing is so fucked and you know, but every precinct is different and every station has its own set of rules and the kind of the cop immunity thing we got in into a little bit. But point being, and then I'll move on here. Uh, I just, I can't, it's so cut and dry to me. And, and my girl even was telling me, you know, sometimes you get so heated and you think it's your way or the highway. And I go, I know, I'm very, I recognize that, that I can be that way and just, but with stuff like this, I'm sorry it is. You know what I'm saying? Jason Alexander guest professed my senior at USC, an acting class, and he had a similar approach where he was just like, hey, fucking, this is, do do this, and you'll fucking, you'll be great, you know? And some kids questioned his methods in class, and he was, I remember he was kind of a dick about it. He was like, I was like all right, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, so I was on Seinfeld, you know, the best show of all time. But no, try, try it your way, which was fucking, I'll never forget that. I was like, fuck yeah, George, just slamming it back into Liz Hoffman's face for, chiming up but uh it's cut and dry it's 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 not it's not it's not up for debate if a cop looks in the camera and says watch the show that tells you everything he's about he should not have a badge there's other shit going on he's not serving and protecting and you let your ego get in the way this kid is like everyone said this kid was being obnoxious and he egged him on oh you don't have it in you to fucking get some composure, take it down a notch, and not be so fucking annoyed by this kid. By the way, and everyone's like, I want to see what happened before. Look, if there was, if the kid pulled up and they rolled down the window and they go, license, registration, and he pulled a gun out, he goes, how about show me your license and registration? Then, yeah, drag him out of the fucking car because you can't do that. That's crazy. But to be arm up, threatened, you feel scared with the current situation of the world, and you see what's happening out there. And cops, be sensitive to that. Don't be immune to it. Do be, you know, what would it take for you to go, hey, kid, dude, I can you put the phone down, man? I just want to say, honestly, dude, like, kill it with kindness. It's how I approach hecklers, you know, and it gives you more leeway to fucking, you know, on stage, take care of the hecklers in a more nasty way if you have to, because you give them chances and you try to. A lot of the times I'll, I'll smooth out the situation because I have killed it with kindness. Approach the kid, go, dude, I fucking sorry. There's, you know, or even recognize that he's fucking scared and threatened that he's saying on that on camera and tell some of the cops to back away. Go, guys, I got it, man. It's, we don't need four of us here. Kid, you know, it's, this is not what it looks like. We're, we're good. I know that fucking everything's going on. We're not going to hurt you. Let me just say that. Like, put him at ease. Go out of your way. Maybe you have to go out of your way now because some bad apples have fucked shit up for you. That's that's my take on all that. Um, I got jacked up about it, man. Went to a did a social distance hang with some buddies last night, and uh, <laughs> just came in just fired up. Getting into it with a, a good buddy was didn't make me feel good, but that's finesse Mitchell, 
great comedian, you know, uh, black. And he's like, dude, thanks for fucking using your platform, man. A lot of people don't. It's true. A lot of comics just don't. They just choose not to. And I get that. No judgment. Little judgment. I have people with bigger followings than me. I have 104,000 followers. That's not nothing. It's not 500,000. It's not 250,000. And there's a lot of comics. There's more, there's more comics not posting or saying anything uh, than there are that, you know, like white comics, right? Is what I'm saying. To use your platform to, to speak up. And when you are silent, you are kind of not. You, you are saying, I had a buddy, I won't say his name, but he's like, man, I saw that fuck on those comments. Like, that's why I don't post stuff, man. I go, well, that's cowardly. You know, because I know you feel the same way. What? Sorry, you don't want to lose your followers, dude. Because <laughs> that's what happens. I end up blocking people. I get these messages. Some I get into it with. Some I just block. Some I, I've actually been able to, re- like, we have a little chat and then whatever, but it's not worth it. You know, it's not worth it. I'm a person first, and so are you. So fucking, what side of history you want to be on? And I and and look, it's, I always decide, I'm like, God, should I fucking do this? I know it's going to you know, stir whatever. And then it's just like, I should just stick to funny stuff. I've been on a nice run of just putting up silly content. And I think, and I'm getting a lot of positive feedback from that. And I know it's, especially during these times, people are so thankful for that type of stuff. And, and, um, and you think to yourself, just stick to that. Why do you need to, there's enough people that are doing it, but I get fucking compelled and I get real fired up. And, and I, uh, I just, it's just, I don't see how you don't, I don't see how you just sit there and see it and don't want to, I don't know. But then I see comics say, what, am, what is it really going to do? Yeah, cool. Again, a, a, a great, easy way out. Guys, on the phone right now, on the video right now, is, um, well, look, a lot of comedians in quarantine uh, are losing it. And uh, this guy is no exception. <laughs> in full COVID attire, uh, you've heard him on the uh, Joe Rogan podcast. You've seen him on Adam Devine's house party, uh, party. You've heard him on the Adam Carolla show. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Saratella. What's everybody's problem? Mark Saratella's dead. It's me, COVID. <laughs> Adam, uh, you look healthy. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm upset to report. COVID what? First of all, what's it like right now? Because I know there's a lot of talk about, you know, uh, Things being under control, but uh, you seem to be thriving right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's pissed off. This is the best I've ever been. You mind if I plug some products quick? Go for it. Shoals wart remover. Removes even the toughest warts. <laughs> now, are those genital warts or because uh, I can't tell where your taint stops and where your vast deference begin. I think you know me well enough to know where I got them. <laughs> That's next next product. Jaws are size. Get that jawline tight <laughs> when the auditions come back. Oh my god! You mind if I do one more product, Adam? Hey, it's your show, baby. It's your world right now. Yeah, you got it. Masks with holes in them. Brought to you by the people oh. that made socks with no. rocks. No, I and can't peanut get peanut butter oh. with a little bit of jelly in the jar. Okay, <laughs> I don't like the way you said that. I also don't like the idea that a mask should have a hole in it. That defeats the whole purpose of us trying to contain you. And right now, look, I appreciate you making time to be on the show. I appreciate you, uh, you know, uh, taking time out of your busy day from killing innocent people. But, dude, the mask thing. I just read online, and you must see and love these stories, but there are uh, people left and right getting thrown out of stores for not wearing masks. Uh, There are people uh, becoming viral on the Internet for uh, refusing to uh, contribute to uh, slowing the spread. Uh, There was a woman who urinated on the floor of a Walmart earlier today uh, because she was asked to wear a mask. She peed on the floor and then left. Your thoughts? That's how you do it, baby. (laughs) <laughs> there's lots of there's lots of different viewpoints. I got a, a degree, a medical degree. You know where I got it from? Where? Trump University. Jesus Christ. Aren't they under investigation and have several lawsuits waiting in the wings? It's all a hoax. What's a hoax? The entire thing. 
I came here as a tourist looking to have a good time. Next thing you know, I'm a national disgrace. Yeah, I mean, you're fucking up a lot of shit, dude. Concerts might not happen until 2022. Um, Stand-up comedy has been put on the back burner. Um, You know, there's the Olive Garden is probably going to turn into a straight delivery or curbside pickup restaurant, which I don't know if you've been inside that restaurant. You truly do feel like family. (laughs) Yeah, think about how much more time you get to spend with your girl, though. Divorces are up. Divorce lawyers are doing great. You're not thinking about the other people, Adam. You're only thinking about yourself. Yeah, you make a good point. Now, what about the people out there and are trying to, uh, you know, start a relationship during uh, during this pandemic? Your thoughts on trying to take things from first base to third base without a bat or a ball? What I do is I like to run straight over the pitcher's mound, knock them <laughs> down, straight to third base. <laughs> now, what is third There's base? All the rules now. What is third base in a pandemic? Have the rules changed? Let's break down the bases pre pre COVID, okay? First base, you know, depending on what part of the country you grew up in, <laughs> that's uh, that to me is a hug, maybe a couple, a little bit of kiss, a little bit of kissing going on. Second base, that, that, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, you're you're thinking Seattle terms. I'm from upstate New York. First base in upstate New York, you sneak into your sister's room, you look at her panties. And what is second base in uh in upstate New York? Your mother throwing pan- you out of the house for what I just said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is third base? Third base, you get your own apartment. You get your own apartment with your high school friends. <laughs> yeah, and what home about run. the home run? Is what home run? You drill a hole into your neighbor's apartment. You stare and look at him change. <laughs> look at him change. Nice, very progressive up there. <laughs> um, now, what uh, what about the people that uh, are waiting on these stimulus checks and getting truly fucked by uh, by your presence? You know, what I'm saying there's people living five to a studio apartment. Uh, having to rely on soup and sandwiches, you know, camp food to get them through this next year. We all got to get back to work, in my opinion. I came from a bat's asshole in Wuhan all the way here to America. Look at me. I'm bigger than the Beatles. Yeah, you are. You are pretty, you're very famous right now. Now, is there some, obviously Tom Hanks was one of the uh, first celebs of, uh, you know, top top A-list to, to get uh, infected is there anyone you have your your uh, sights set on that you're looking to take down? Any celebs that are already kind of, uh, you know, in the bubble of closer to maybe uh, death's door and you're looking to give them a little push over the edge, like one of those machines at an arcade where the tokens sit on the edge and you can put in a, a quarter that'll maybe push the tokens and knock the other tokens off, but you get so frustrated you end up just shaking the machine and they ask you to leave? Tell you one celebrity I wasn't looking forward to is Sean Penn. Try to infect him. He burned me with a cigarette, threw me out the door with a kick in the ass. Yeah, there's no taking down Penn. That's you were probably uh, a little too ambitious for that. I'd say start with, you know, there's nothing. Now, what do you think about schools? People were trying to go back to school. Uh, you know, they seem to think Trump. The rest of the uh, administration seems to think that this is the right move. Several yeah. schools have already said they will not uh, open their doors and they will be reduced to online classes. Your thoughts? People overrate school. President of the States didn't go to school. You don't need to either. What would you tell a friend? Uh, what would you tell a friend who went on a date with uh, an Uber driver, right? And uh, he gets back to her place, and uh, she tells him that she is a hermaphrodite. Um, and, uh, and the friend says, sorry, not my cup of tea to which she says, oh, you seem like the type of guy that was into this to which he says, no, do you just leave or do you ask to see before you leave? You gotta see, especially you got a photographic memory. Remember that shit your entire life. Yeah. yeah, And that's something you take to the grave, right? There's this you idea. take it to the grave and look into that grave quicker if you come in t- contact with me. <laughs> There's a lot of things I've heard you say publicly about uh, the, that most people should be taken to the grave. Um, <laughs> what falls under that umbrella for you? Like when people, uh, you know, announce that they've bested their push-up goal or like, you know, is it what sticks out to you as something that falls into the I don't give a fuck category, keep it to yourself, 
it's embarrassing. Maybe you don't see yeah. it because you're seeing it as more of a uh, a funny experience, but you should probably just tell nobody. I would say you get drunk, show up at a food truck, start a fight, and then lose that fight, which we've all done. Yeah. Any fight you don't come out on top should probably just stay in here, right? Absolutely. You're not making friends by announcing you're a pussy or that you got your ass whooped. No one's going to look. You're basically falling down the uh, <laughs> the call list, the call sheet for who do we invite? Because, you know, at some point you get to a, a stage in life where you go, you know, what is who's who's in my entourage? Who is my potential backup if shit hits the fan? And if you basically, <laughs> you know, announce to the group, man, I can't, I get my ass kicked pretty fucking, it pretty it happens pretty quick. You're not going to be the phone a friend. <laughs> Hopefully, Kevin Connolly's not in your entourage. The guy's five foot two. You're losing a ton of fights there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would be in your hold entourage? On, so- COVID. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Hold, hold on. Someone just came home. Hold on. Yo, Adam, sorry about that. <laughs> Mark, holy shit. Where Yo, were you, man? I came in here. <laughs> COVID-19, I did taken over the apartment. I threw him out, thank God. Just and kids went... And- so and kids, kids, kids want to complain that they can't find ways to be creative at home. I mean, we're looking at case in point, um, uh, uh, you know, a healthy, 44. healthy forty-four year old. This is great. Mark and I were uh, talking the other day. He goes, uh, "You're, you're, you've always had to me just the, and this is why I think we're such close friends. You have such a sharp point of view." about age you just have a point of view i think you you got locked into who mark saratella was early on in the game so and that's what you want as a comic and as a person quite honestly because then you just know how you feel about everything right away it makes for a better conversationalist but also you just have you you're you've got that adam carolla thing where you can talk about anything for a, a, a long period of time but you uh you are quick to recognize too when something is uh, hilariously depressing and acknowledging <laughs> that I think we all could do a better job of that. Cause that helps to kind of soften the blow of taking any sort of real emotional impact. And we were going back and <laughs> forth <laughs> about the Howard Stern show reached uh, out to me about doing some voices on the show and you're, uh, got me into Stern. So I immediately was like, you got to yeah. help me write these things and, uh, and, and hopefully get on and what a great, uh, you know, achievement that would be. And we were going back and forth, and and then you said, uh, "Hey, I'll well, maybe I can read the exact text." Actually, it was about obviously all the stuff with Johnny Depp and the defecating uh, in uh, <laughs> in the bed with him and Amber Heard, and just all the chaos that they're uh, going uh, just dealing with right now. Where is it? What did, what did you say? You go, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you go. Uh, Took it out, added another thing about scarves and Frosty the Snowman thing and another Sean Penn thing. And we can uh, add or cut down the, the, the diarrhea and the poop shit. Dot, dot, dot. I'm 44. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, so have, this- you seen, have you seen uh, My Friend Jeffrey, the, the, the show, uh, the, the movie on Amazon about Jeffrey Dahmer as a teenager? No. Yeah, I suggest no comedian out there watch it because it perfectly describes a comedian who, <laughs> when I watch I go, this guy's actually pretty tame. Oh, my God. Yeah, you've been getting deep into the, the documentaries during this time, yeah? Is there anything you... This one's a movie, but it's, it's, it oh, feels it's a like a documentary. It's about it, Jeffrey Dahmer? That, as a teenager, it's a movie. And wow. uh, it's about his behavior in high school because he was actually kind of wild and, and pretty funny, but in a really dark way. And then no, Jeffrey Dahmer, which, which is he... I know Ted Bundy. I got real into the Bundy series and uh, became very just privy to how insane and manipulative and kind of brilliant he was at at just you know keeping uh, keeping a low profile and being on the run for so long. So Dahmer's thing was what he 
he fucked the heads, right? He was the he cut people's heads yeah. off and fucked them. I believe he kept uh, a bunch of dicks in jars, which you know we've all done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey man. Oh, you haven't been bored in Sacramento, but uh, <laughs> yeah, my dad I think was getting really hopped up on I think the Jeffrey Dahmer stuff, and he was trying to tell me about it. And hearing your dad try to explain that a guy fucks skulls, he's like, "Hey, he takes the." Uh, I had to basically say it for him because he didn't want to say it or whatever, but he's trying to describe it to me. And and he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, he's, the guy just cuts the people's heads off and then um, has sex with them. I was like, skull fucker. He goes, I don't, yeah, I guess I've never heard that, but yeah, I guess that's what it is. And I was like, he's like, oh, you knew, you know about this? I go, no, I've just heard that term. And he's like, where? I was like, I don't know. It's just one of those things that <laughs> you grow up and you forget where at some point, you know, I don't know if it was eighth grade or two months ago where someone was like, skull fucking like i don't know if it was brought up in casual conversation or if it was related to dahmer behavior but i knew of it aside from jeffrey dahmer which is unsettling to say the least that at some point in my you know uh adolescence somebody told me about that and obviously you don't forget about skull fucking so he would do that and he would keep what body parts he would keep them like souvenirs or what? Yeah, it's like a foam. It's like a foam finger from Angel Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Something to remember my my uh, my my fans. A big by. trip to the city. <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah he would just like cut off body parts and keep them in like in these jars and and, and people found them and then uh what else it was so watching? weird. To... Oh, I keep going. It's so weird. What? Because in in high school I go God I would have been friends with this kid like he was actually he was he was. Completely inappropriately funny. He drank a lot while in school. I never yep. drank in school, but you know, I drank on the weekends. But the, uh, yeah, it was uh, interesting for sure. What else have I been watching? I mean, it, I've been watching documentary after documentary. I just watched. Uh, I watched um, the one last night on uh, Tesla. Oh, yeah, which I also identified a lot with because he was just. Uh, he was like, you know, as a comedian, like we have a bunch of great ideas, and some of those ideas get stolen. And you're like, how the hell did that get stolen? I should have yeah. trusted that guy. Yep, and he had done that like a bunch of times. Like he would just give away his patents by mistake. Like he, he would have been an, one of the richest men in the history of the planet Earth if he had kept his patent. But then uh, Westinghouse or, or the guy who owns the the electricity thing was like, "Hey man, I, I can't pay what the contract said. I'll, I'll go out of business." He was like, "All right," and he tore up the contract, and then he paid him nothing. <laughs> and it just reminds you. Just reminds me, and then, it, then he was broke, living on the street, digging ditches for two years. And then he came up with like another thing, and then he got screwed out of other patents. And he's just like, Fuck. Tessa just reminded me of just being a comedian in some way. It's like, you know how like a comic, it's like, we can never have too good a life? And yeah. do we sabotage it on purpose? Like, yeah. Because then we won't be funny? Because people are like, hey, you won't be funny if your life is too good. And you go, don't worry about that. I was already going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, I feel like there's, uh, you know, Elon Musk, that's who it's about, more or less? Or just about Tesla? No, the no, company? no. It's about, it's about the inventor, Tesla. Oh, who wow. Crea- who created, essentially brought electricity to the United States. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, up- I totally, okay, wait. I thought it was about, okay. So there's an inventor no. named Tesla? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He worked with Thomas Edison. He invented electricity, essentially, and brought it Mark, to the United States. He's- I had to read about the fact that the War of 1812 happened in 1812. So you are not <laughs> yeah, talking totally, to totally. somebody that uh look history is one of those things that if i could go back in school now it's the subject i wish i paid more attention to here was what i mm-hmm. would do in history class we had a teacher mr clayton i was about to say r.i.p but i think he's still uh still ticking but he played uh power forward at university of washington six eight giant man he would wear these really tight polos and his fucking big white chest hair would just poof out of it like just like the first time you saw pubes in like the early 90s and you were like god damn i hope at some point as a whole society we agree that this is not acceptable and so it's coming yeah. out and uh <laughs> mr clayton would he lived a life he had done peyote and mushrooms and acid and he had so many outer body experience stories and he loved to tell them that we knew that if we had a pop quiz or a big test we could ask him about some of these stories and Next thing you know, the bell rings, and he's like, "God damn it! Ah, fuck! I can't keep telling these stories." All right, tested. We'll do it next Friday. We're you know home run. <laughs> so one day he goes, "We're we're trying to get out of a test." Somebody goes, "Mr. Clayton, I forget what." And we'd always decide in the class like who's going to ask a, to set him up for the story this time. 
and and somebody just asked in a bad way where they were just like, can you tell us that story about the outer body, the time you took mushrooms at that hut in Zimbabwe and learned how to play the clarinet, but you turned out it was like actually like a a monkey's tail, but like it still got the same sound and you put on a whole concert for the village people. What was that like? And he was like, oh, that's not happening today. We're taking this fucking test. All right, you guys get 10 more minutes to study. So then he's like, I'm going to put on the video. <laughs> he puts on a video to watch for 30 minutes and he goes, well, I'm going to leave when I come back. We're going to take the test. So I get up and the video ends. <laughs> he's still gone. I rewind it and start it over. So he comes back, video plays. Maybe it might have even been a 45-minute or hour video. He sits down. He's in looking at his thing, being like, God damn it. Because he had just, des- des- just decided, we're not taking this test until the video ends. So he looks down. He's like, fuck. It's Christ. So I, I remember this video being two and a half hours. So all of a sudden, bell rings. He goes, God damn it. All right, test next Friday. And I'll never forget the look <laughs> on this kid. I won't say his name. Uh, who walked out of class, and he goes, I can't believe you did that. And I go, you're welcome. He goes, I was ready for that test. And I was like, I was not. Was it Brett Kavanaugh? <laughs> we went our separate ways, and I he made me feel really bad about we it. We went but, our separate ways. But so we many, got divorced at that point. But so many other kids in the class were looking at me as like a fucking hero. They were just like, because nobody was fucking ready for it. And these tests were so hard. Anyway, um, well, that's interesting. The inventing world is so fascinating to me because I think uh, and I always think of Tom Segura's bit about his cousin or uncle that's like comes up with inventions. He's like, did I tell you about my new invention? He's like, it's a phone that drives your car. He's like, oh, how's it work? He's like, well, you got you attach the phone to the car and then you turn it on. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you attach not... the phone to the car, then you crash and the phone calls the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, had, this guy that never had thought any of these things through, which is most people with the inventions, they're just like, oh, then we got to get, oh, totally. get the, we get the we get the tech team involved and they figure out how how you know. I just I'm the idea guy. <laughs> You know, you know we've what all had one. Do, yeah. Inventors should hang out with people that drink a lot for the first 20 minutes that they're drinking. Because you know how you come up with so many great ideas and so many oh, great yeah. businesses that you can't, you know, that you can't, uh, like, oh, like yeah. bring to fruition because, you know, you drink too much. But yeah. if there's an inventor who is disciplined, they can come up with a lot of, a lot of great ideas. Well, you just need a sober wingman that basically hangs around with the drunk guys, writes down all the ideas, comes back in the morning with breakfast and coffee and goes, all right, here's the ideas that have uh, that actually have legs. None. You guys are <laughs> fucked up. But uh, I think <laughs> next time we, you know, start brainstorming earlier and then drink and then see what happens. But yeah, I, Johnny LaCosta and I came up with a um, a, tw- uh, uh, a mac and cheese bar that's open till four a.m. <laughs> it's like Pinkberry, so you have all your pastas laid out, you have all your cheeses, and all your you have a toppings bar. You have '90s cartoon playing on like sixteen TVs, and uh, it's open till four. You're telling me somebody wouldn't walk in to get a bowl of mac and cheese, all different sizes, with toppings at uh, at two, three in the morning? I love your all different sizes. You can have one piece of macaroni, or you can have five thousand. Oh yeah, all different sizes. Well, it's like Cold Stone. They've got the just enough, or like you know, fucking the you know, fuck the the fucking you the fatty cup, or what? What are the sizes? They've got like. What do they call it? Like? Yeah, D cup. They, they do it by what kind of press you want. Like, <laughs> C cup, D cup, <laughs> E cup. <laughs> Double G, baby. I want two scoops. <laughs> Mint chocolate, no chin. <laughs> <laughs> Cookies and no dreams. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, I definitely fruits miss. And, fruits and losers. <laughs> fruits and losers. <laughs> I definitely miss even going into a, not that I even went to, uh, you know, Cold Stone Creamery or Pinkberry often, but I'll just drive by and be like, yeah, I would. It's This time is making me miss even things like that more so. But you've been real active going to the park a lot. Um, we got to wrap this up in a few minutes, but but uh, your Frisbee game's getting on point. We played some Frisbee a couple weeks ago. You know, I, I went on and looked up actually some like great Frisbee throws on YouTube after that. There are some guys out there, like I think you and I have a pretty good uh, you know, distance to us and our throws and, and forms okay. There were some guys that were doing it the it's almost like the guys that like I bowl like usually I just try to bowl straight down the middle. Mm-hmm. And then you see the guys that fucking do that and then like all that spin. I'm like, that's just not fun because you're you're too good. It's too good. But so when I see the guys that throw the frisbee overhand and then it somehow like levels out halfway through the throw and they were basically throwing them from dude, I don't know, a thousand feet away. 
Uh, we can do that. We do that. I do that. But they would land into. They had like yeah. a, a uh, like a um, one of those milk crates, and it was landing uh, right yeah, yeah. in in there. <clears throat> it was fucking incredible. Those videos, also like the ping pong rallies, when the guys are like 15, 20 feet beyond the table, and they're still just fucking, you know that that type of stuff. I never want to be. I never want to be able to do that. You know, I'd rather when I see like. <laughs> You know, Billy Joel crushed the the keys. I'm like, well, I, that I want to. I would love to figure out how to do sooner than later. But the did you see thing, that, that that video of Billy Joel playing the piano that was thrown out? No, just came out yesterday. Billy Joel basically found an old piano uh, that was that was thrown out, and uh, he has a motorcycle helmet on, and no one knew it was him. So he just shows up to it and just starts playing it. And it's like, like, this is a perfectly good piano. You know how like Billy Joel is kind of cr- uh, cr- uh, cranky? Is cranky yeah. a word? Yeah. He's cranky. I know. The, uh, we're not used to talking to people anymore. I go, what are all my words? I felt like literally opening a, a thesaurus <laughs> before, I, before, you, before you go. I was like, I don't know if I can speak full is sentences. Cranky a word. That's so funny. Yeah. Because also, especially if you're by yourself. And this is what I was telling somebody last night. I go, I have major uh, props and respect for the people that are doing this. I mean, you got a, a roommate, right? Got a roommate. He's back right. home. Right. So, but even, but when he goes for a little bit, it's just you and your dog. And that's fine. I mean, at least to have people and, that and don't that, even. And that, yeah. And that picture back there that my ex fiance made, that's what I'm living with. <laughs> <laughs> it does tie the room together. I think if you don't have, if you don't have a pet yeah. or um, a roommate, these are tough times. And I feel totally. like. We're used to traveling. I haven't added to my life at home in 15 years. And then this thing hit, I was like, Jesus, it sucks here. Like, because we're used to be on the road. (laughs) Do you think the pet stores should be uh, considered an essential business and need to truly like, like they should be, they should be giving away goldfish so people don't kill themselves. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if a goldfish (laughs) is the pet that's going to save you or pull you out of the bunker, but, but you know, something, you need something to look at that's moving, (laughs) you know, just to get your, or, or look at the fish. I don't know. I mean, fish, they have like, yeah, talk to it. But I guess you need something that can talk back to you. I don't know. Yeah, I got my dog. How you love? How you like and having your dog? Have you talked right. about your dog on the podcast? A little bit, yeah. Pickles is. We'll probably do a full on pickles episode at some point. Bring her <laughs> on the show, actually. Just maybe tape her down to the couch and uh, interview her. But she's me, great. Yeah. She she did uh she did piss on the beanbag, and uh, my girl was like, you know, pretty upset. And I go, these are our problems, though. Our fucking puppy pissed on a beanbag, like. I'm not going to raise my voice too high. Uh, you know, but there is. Uh, I think you just to... added outed yourself as drinking too much and pissing on the beanbag one night. Like, what is <laughs> that dog? Yeah. Oh, throw the dog out. The, the dog's paying all the bills, right? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's like you can't. <laughs> That's, you know, people that, uh, I, you know, you, people that are blaming. Uh, that's how you know I think you've reached a new low. It's like, because, you know, you've always heard the thing about people blaming uh, their farts on the dog. But it's like, if you're shitting your pants from getting too drunk, and you, like, shit the bed, totally. and you're like, the fucking dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, all right, maybe yeah. maybe bourbon and seven at, at, uh, at yeah. 6 p.m. is not the best move. She's great, though. She definitely, she's getting a little bit more sassy as far as, like, barking and getting what she wants. I think she knows. I saw that. That was funny. She's man. also real sweet. I was yeah, she's also getting real sweet as far as like just, uh, I mean, when she wakes up in the morning, yeah. it's like she just goes to town on your face and just is like, just so excited to see you. And then once she's getting a little more greedy with playing, she's like, all right, I mm-hmm. chilled at night last night and fucking watched that show with you guys. Right. And fucking, it was not the secret life of pets. It was some fucking weird murder show. And, you know, Omar Epps, who I do dig. Okay. But I, you know, it's fucking, it was a two hour movie and, there was a rope right next to you. All you had to do was fucking let me hold on to it and just shake it a little bit. And you didn't even do that. So now it's the next day. Fucking throw that rope. Get up. Go fight me for it. Fight me for a rope. So, you know, <laughs> you, you uh, and again, this is all just upstairs. This is all her, you know, subtext. But you're, you're, you're funny with your dog because you're exactly like me. Now people are like, don't feed it people food because then it gets used to it. And I see I, you're constantly sneaking a food in with Rio. It's the number one thing we do. I know. I'll just grab a I... chip. I'll just grab a little uh, Tostito uh, uh, mm-hmm. bowl, mm-hmm. the little, like, what are the chips? And I'll just break it and just almost like fucking, almost like I'm laying down rose petals to seduce somebody to my bedroom. I'll just like drop little chips and she'll just follow behind me like Hansel and Gretel to the bed. And I'm just like, yeah, it's a, you know, 
She's, but she also, it's yeah. it's better than a Roomba. I mean, she just fucking will lick up everything off the floor, which is bad because you really got to make sure, you know, if you drop a chocolate chip, that could be the end of it. And like, you know, if you feed your dog grains, you can take two years off the end of his life. It's go, so it lives to 12 instead of 14. Who gives a shit? As little yeah. as it's happy, you know? Somebody told me the other day that birds live to like 70. And I was like, oh, as if you needed another reason to not buy a bird. These are these are the quarantine conversations where someone's like, you know, birds live to seventy. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. I gotta get the fuck out of the house. You go, who are you hanging out with, Mr. Wikipedia? <laughs> no, there's a guy on our street that's trying to see if we want to take his bird. He's not doing so well. He's looking to find a home home for him. He's trying to pass it off. It's a parakeet too, man. If it was a parrot, I, you know, the parrot, I know, like the parrot, I, the parrot, I like the parrot. It's like the parrot, like Toucan Sam. Like that's what I know. So that's. He'd fly around, he'd make his breakfast. You're like, okay. The guy's like, he's 35 now, so he's halfway there. You mind taking him? You're like, oh, what? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I uh, was around a bird that would repeat what you would say. And all, I was probably sixth grade, and all I was trying to do was get to this bird to say, like, what? stupid Jew. What? Or like, you know, just racist shit. Or like, I tried to, I was like, say, I was like, you know, I'd be like, say shit, you know, I'm gonna shoot my pants or say, say, Say bitch, bitch tits, and ah, bitch, bitch, you know, <laughs> just so, uh, so childish. Was this like an evil bird in a uniform? Was it like a penguin? No, it was a regular. That was a parrot. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say penguins don't talk. <laughs> wow. Welcome to not knowing all your facts with Mark and Adam. <laughs> it's fine. I said earlier today about how Jackson, when I was playing the, uh, how much of a dumb dummy is at six? But that's just young boys in general. But we were playing heads up, and it was a picture of a rooster, and I went. And he goes, Wolf. And I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> this kid is not going to graduate middle school. Um, yeah, you better start throwing that baseball a little harder. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you got the athletic prowess, then I don't even, I'm don't i not even concerned about if he can get the count to 20, you know? Um, that kid's always been athletic. Remember when he was like two years old and full steam running down a hill and catching the, catching those, that Frisbee and stuff, how much oh, yeah. balance he has? And hitting uh, the plastic uh, ball with the plastic bat like – full-on mm -hmm. swings, stepping into a swing. That's like totally. stuff that it's you just like, athletic. where are you seeing that at? Because I know he's not watching a ton of sports, but you just, some people just get it, you know? So we'll see. Baseball facts. And talk about a family that needs their kid to, to, to pay off dividends, you know? Like they, <laughs> my sister and brother-in-law need that kid to hit it big and go pro. Like baseball needs to fucking not fall apart during this pandemic and get their shit together so that this kid in 15 years can... Uh, can get a contract and they can fucking get a hot tub or something, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Did you watch baseball yesterday? Uh, no. Was it, it started? Started. Well, not the regular season, but the Yankees played the Mets and uh, it was very exciting. Actually, I, I, um, Yankees played and beat the Mets, uh, home run by Clint Frazier. People are calling Clint Frazier a pussy for wearing a mask, but he had a, a deep home run. Yeah. Uh, with this mask on, it was pretty cool. It's exciting. Because I, yeah. How, how was the no fans thing? It was fine. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't care about other people are there. If I'm not there, I don't give a shit if there's one person there or, or 5,000. But it, yeah, they had the cutouts. Oh, they did? Yeah. Yeah, because it is fun to kind of, you know, they'll cut to a fan. But it's never flattering. It's always like some couple fighting or somebody like mid While hot dog. Beer. Somebody mid, mid hot dog bite. And like, oh, my God. And they're like, oh, look at this fan enjoying the enjoying a ballpark frank. And the guy's like, <laughs> you're just like, yeah. dude, yeah. give they this guy a heads sensor. up. Yeah. They got the sensor in case the announcer swears. They don't have a sensor for a fat guy eating a hot dog. Who's like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Which is the most unflattering shot of all time. I know. Uh, well, you, uh, you're, you're doing great. I'm glad you're happy and healthy. And uh, we'll, we'll have to do this again. I'm going to try to do more of these. Uh, in studio like this and uh do you, do you mind if i plug some dates <laughs> not at all i'll be at the grocery store tomorrow i'll be at the dog park <laughs> the day after that oh shit yeah man and hopefully and hopefully with a little howard stern credit in a couple weeks oh yeah that'd be great yeah be fucking cool all right man i love you thank you i'll talk to you soon love you too mark saratella everybody markscomedy.com all right <laughs> yeah, go to go to his website. Check out all his shit. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next week. And uh, remember, nobody likes a weird hug.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.